Welcome to the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. Welcome back into the CMB Fantasy Football League Podcast. How you doing, Zach? Hey, I'm doing all right. Uh, it's been it's been a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We took a complete fall break. A complete fall break. Yes. Yeah. Did Did you go on any trips over yes. fall break? Yes. Yeah, we did. How about you? We did. We did a beach trip, and it was really great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, was able to unplug. Uh, there were a lot of jellyfish. I don't know if you encountered that. I don't know if did you go to you go to the beach or Disney or where'd y'all head? Yeah, we hit the the Braves game and yes. then uh, which was awesome. The playoffs were not awesome for the Braves uh, since yeah. we last talked, but uh, the the game that we went to was just uh, fantastic. It's one of the best games I've been to. And uh, then after that, we took Wyatt to uh, Disney to get his first haircut. So we did that with Wow. Well, yeah, they do a, a whole deal there. And it's only like $28. It's probably the cheapest thing you can get at Disney. <laughs> How did he do? Did he do well with it? He didn't like it at first, but those yeah. the, the people there are trained very well. And uh, they got him to sit still, tried a couple different things. And he got uh, got his little mullet basically cut off and... They give you Mickey ears that say my first haircut and all this stuff and certificate and stuff. So it's quite the, the ordeal. So we did it with Winnie and uh, we were waiting to do it with Wyatt. So we did that and then came back home. That's very cool. Yep. We um, we went to the beach and the jellyfish. Uh, I have a picture of a jellyfish that had washed up on the shore that was almost as big as Micah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you show me pictures. It's it's really unbelievable. I've never yeah. seen jellyfish this big. It's honestly a little bit terrifying. It was like a movie. Yeah. It was like uh, one of those weird movies on the sci-fi channel. Yes. Yeah. Um, it really is. You should just post it in the... <laughs> we may do that. We may yeah. post that Post that in the uh, Facebook group. Yeah. Um, hey, we got a lot to cover this week. It's going to be an exciting week. Um, but... I think the best thing to do would be to um, to go ahead and go to the call of the week with the original host of the CMB Fantasy Football League podcast, Jordan Pay. So let's go to the call of the week. It's time for the call of the week. All right, we are joined by the hottest team in the CMB Fantasy Football League, Pace in your face, the manager, Jordan Pace. How are you doing? I am doing great. Like you said, hottest team, so I'm feeling hot. How does it feel? I mean, you know, three in a row is pretty good. Yeah, it was know. pretty – it was doom and gloom there, man. I was I started 0-3. Um, yeah. I went from the ice bucket to fifth place in a matter of three weeks. So, uh, it was like things are falling in my favor finally. Um, you know, no yeah. jumping off the ship here. I know that we were texting some, you know, after the draft. You didn't feel too good about your team. Um, but I, I would assume you're feeling pretty good about it now. You feel like you got a shot at it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard you make the comment a few times that, like, I had a lot of, like, lottery picks, and that's true. Like, the lottery picks are only great when – and it's kind of morbid, but, like, you're just hoping for the guy ahead to, like, get injured or, you know, they just need to, like, get snaps and get targets and yeah. touches and stuff, and that's that's happened in my favor. You know, DeAndre Swift went down, so Jamal Williams moved up. And, yes. like, Eno Benjamin this week for James Conner. So it's like these things are falling in line. It's not a great, you know, long-term strategy. Um, I went with like the zero RB thing, or I think the first running back I took was Brees Hall, you know, like in the fourth or fifth round. Yes. Um, and that's, that started to pay off too. I think he's like the sixth running back or the sixth oh, like, running back in our league. Yeah. So you have Brees Hall. Yes. Oh man. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's doing amazing. I forgot that you had him on your team. That's uh yeah, great pick. Great pick for him. So um before we get back into to fantasy, we need to really address this. This is really important. And we cannot have an interview with Pace without talking about TP. Um, is he aware? Was was TP at Delaney Walker's uh, retirement conference announcement? That's so funny you say that because I my dad was the first person I thought of when I saw that Delaney was retiring, which yeah. is weird because he hasn't played in like three seasons. So it's always yeah. funny when they they do these like post retirement uh-huh. you know, announcements or whatever. But yeah, that's that's definitely Terry Pace's favorite player. He's got the jersey and everything. Um, I, yeah, I don't think he would have made it for the re- retirement, but I'm sure he shed a tear too. Yeah, I thought it might have been an emotional day for TP uh, with Delaney Walker officially retiring. Um, and and uh, speaking of TP, did you did you know? I know we kind of talked about this, but did you have any idea that he was going to make an appearance in the Ice Bucket? Oh, Maybe. absolutely not, man. I I was. It was almost like showing up to like a surprise birthday party where you're just like <laughs> not expecting it at all and seeing that like made me laugh so much like he i tried sending him the video after because i took a screenshot or i took a picture of the of the projector at the draft and he was like he didn't even know what it was he was like what is this i was like that's you that's you what do you mean um but i, I tried sending him the video and until matt made it like public on youtube he couldn't see it and he was like he's like i can't open the video jor is like the, the, I, I sent him the the link to our, our group but obviously he yeah can't see that and he was just like desperately wanting to see it i think he's probably showing his friends and stuff he's that's he's hilarious like a, he's a star so where would you rank the uh, ice bucket video this year? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was great. Like, I, I, um, I don't know. It's tough because it's like I feel like we've had either either the ice bucket video is really really great, or it's kind of lazy and not yeah. great. Um, and I would put this up there at the top. I mean, it's hard to compete with with. Uh, I mean, Terry Pace has been the star of two different videos, right. but it's, it's hard to compete with the one from a couple of years back when when a pace in your face got it but i i'll put a i'll put wcw up there there's just great yeah i think you guys are one and two right there i mean you can go either way uh yours took a lot of effort to uh get that many buckets dumped on you or coolers i guess we could say yes Um, so and uh hey take us real quick take us back to that buffalo game i know we haven't had a a podcast in a while but um i know that was rough what was it like like did you get any any uh, comments heckled or anything so just tell us about that real quick yeah so i'm i'm glad you brought that up because i hadn't thought about it in a while so thanks for, for bringing that <laughs> pick up but yeah so we, we always have a tradition of going to the first titans away game each season uh you know jacob adams a former member of this league and a couple other friends of mine and i and so we go we drive to buffalo because it was just cheaper so we drive 12 hours there and buffalo as a city let me just tell you it's not great no. like of all the cities i've been to for titans games it was probably like the worst city but the stadium was also bad like i i was kind of thinking like oh this is cool like we'll go to this like you know storied place and see a bunch of people going through uh you know uh folding tables and stuff and that none of that happened we just got heckled and uh it was honestly it was probably the worst sporting environment it's it's like it's how i would imagine bama fans felt in knoxville last weekend like that kind of hostility yeah um so for example like we and we did kind of show up. We were heckling people. Like we 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 made this poster board sign that said, you know, it was a lateral. Change my mind and put that <laughs> up at our tailgate. And like, yeah, you know. So we we were not trying to make friends. But once we got inside, we were you know totally calm and stuff. And at one point, we we went to the uh, the restroom like in between quarters. We're standing in line forever. And I get about halfway through this line. I can't even see into the restroom. I'm just had this weird suspicious thought of like, this is going to be a trough urinal, isn't it? 
it just feels like that kind of you know place you know it's like it's like how your like elementary schools were in the 90s you're just like this is this is gonna be bad and so we walk in and as soon as we walk in i look up at jacob adams and we're like oh no and it's oh. just like it's a long trough urinal like wall to wall oh my goodness and there's like maybe two stalls and people are in there making noises oh, that should never be made man. And so I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. And so we walk up and, uh, you know, unzip and everyone's just like, hey, everyone look up, you know, kind of deal. Oh and my goodness. I'm standing there and everyone's trying to go as fast as they can. because everyone's, <laughs> everyone's screaming at us because we're the only ones in Titans gear in this, at, this, at this trough urinal. And as I'm wrapping up uh, to keep it PG, someone <laughs> to my right, the, the gentleman to my right, just gives me the hardest shoulder check I've ever gotten. Oh, my God. God. in my entire life and i my body literally moves i'm pretty sure i sprayed on jacob and i just immediately like i i in pursuit pretty early and oh man i'm there's there's probably some still on my my blue jeans but oh, i walk gosh. i tur- i immediately turn around i walk up to the guy i go what was that about and he was just kind of like welcome to buffalo or something i don't know so it was it was not a great uh oh man not a lot of sportsmanship in in uh orchard park new york Whew. Yeah, that's quite the story. So yeah, it started off seven, seven, you're probably feeling good. And then, you know, the second and third quarter happened. Did y'all stay for the, the end? I, I think we left maybe five minutes to go, mostly yeah. because it was just getting like, and there's like the more people were drinking there, I guess. I don't know what it yeah. was, but people were just like, I, we're, smart. we were literally getting shoved and like, yeah, people were, Absolutely. yeah, 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 it was, it was getting rough. Yeah. Worst, uh, worst sporting event you've been to, right? I don't know, man. We went to so we we always go to the first away game. So the first one in 2018 was Mike Vrabel's first game as the head coach of the Titans. Yeah, and that that was that eight hour nine hour rain delay in Miami. Yeah, that one was that one was pretty brutal too. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know we haven't had a pod a podcast uh, recently, but you had that one game where you came back on Monday night. Which week was that? Do you remember who you were playing? It was it was two weeks ago, and I believe it was You're playing Tecmo. Maybe? Yes, yes, it was. They were four zero at the time, the only undefeated team, and yeah, I mean, I, I think I needed a prayer. Like that was pretty much it, and I needed almost exactly four touchdowns from Travis Kelsey. Yes, and that's exactly what happened. It was yeah. insane. Yeah, this was the game. Kelsey gets the four touchdowns. Mahomes is is throwing a Mahal, just going crazy for almost three hundred yards. So that was an unbelievable game. And I remember looking, and I was like, "Who's got Kelsey?" And I saw it was you, and I just like could not believe it. So that had to be quite the the turn of events going into Monday night. I think Travis yeah. Kelsey won a lot of people their weeks that week. Oh, for sure. And that stat line was so wild because I think he had like twenty five receiving yards, but they were at the one and two yard line, like around the goal line. He just kept getting open somehow. It's like yeah. they were triple covering him, and still just like he just found a way to to. I, I was cackling like I, I felt like the, that scene in like the dark night when the Joker's in, in the cell and he's just like yeah. laughing hysterically that's what I was doing every time he caught a touchdown because I think yeah, I, I was down 30 points going into that game and I've got the Kelsey Mahomes stack and I ended up winning by like 30 or 40 yes yeah it was an unbelievable turn of events for sure on that game um, so I know you heard Rish's what I like about you segment and uh, you've you've mentioned that you have your own segment to debut. Is that right? Yeah, and I, I actually I really like the effort from Rish. Um, you know, I, I think you need you need that in your league of somebody who can like when when like teams like pacing your face when they were zero three like the teams who were not playing well. You need some silver lining, some type of optimism. 
And so Rich had a segment called What I Like About You, um, like the, the famous song. I thought I'd debut something. I mean, and unlike Rish, I'm not going to claim this is going to be like a weekly podcast appearance and do this every week. But uh, it's called "What I Don't Like About You," and these <laughs> this is one thing or multiple things I don't like about every team in CMB. You're a loser. All right, let's do it. All right, so we'll start from first place. Kemp's crew, Jake. You know, we've talked about this. What I don't like about you is trading away A.J. Dillon. Like, what are you doing? And I, I understand, he told me the reason he, he was just kind of going through what I was going through the first couple of weeks where you're just down on certain guys on your team. They're like on your bench. They're not really contributing. He wanted pass catchers, guys who are going to catch the ball. Um, but I think anybody who's ever had Aaron Jones in any league ever knows he's going to miss at least three or four games. And even if he's totally healthy, there's like a 50-50 split there. And I know he traded him to, to you guys, to H&F. Uh, I think that's going to pay dividends for you guys in a little bit. I just think Jake was a little too impatient with with uh, AJ Dillon, so don't like that move for for Jake. Yeah, uh, AJ Dillon's up for trade if anybody wants him. He's got a whopping twelve points <laughs> the last two weeks. Thanks. <laughs> just, just just hold out, hold out. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Next up, second place, we've got Techno Power Runners, Rob and Jeff. What I don't like about you, where's the investment in tight end? Like Hunter Henry finally had a decent game in uh, the, the Patriots shutout of the Browns in week six, but he never even went over nine and a half points in the first five weeks. Uh, and they just never seem to make any moves at tight end. They just kind of like, they just have punted on that position. They're five and one right now. So it really hasn't mattered too much to this point, but I, I think the lack of investment in tight end is going to come back to, to bite those guys. Okay. All, All right. right. Third place. Don't stop believing this is Rish. This is who, you know, the inventor of, of, you know, the adverse of this segment, don't <laughs> stop believing. How is this team in third place? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you how Rish has the fewest points against. So he's playing everybody at their worst and he has amazing wide receiver depth, but he's just, he has nothing at running back. Uh, and I think we all knew this, you know, at the draft um, it became kind of like, Oh, I don't know if it was a bit or if this was like his thing of we're just going to draft receiver. Was it six in a row, Zach? Uh, yeah, five or six, something like that. Yeah. So here's what you need to do, Rish. Trade some receivers for a RB1, and you're going to be just fine. But I think if you don't do that, you may run the risk of, of uh, not making the playoffs. I can confirm Rish wants to do that. I can confirm. So Okay. All right. Well, I, I think, you know, Rish, just, just get in the tournament, as they like to say, get in the big dance. But I, yeah. I think you're, you're going to be fine. Just you got to get rid of some of these receivers. Yeah. Big ones, um, bullies. But yeah, big orange bullies, Carver and Chase. No one could have predicted the uh, the Jonathan Taylor injuries. I think he was like somebody. I saw a stat where he hadn't missed even a practice until uh, like high school on until a couple of weeks ago. So, but you, but you know, Chase is out there saying that he knew this was going to happen. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has he he drafted Andrew Luck first overall, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. five or six years ago. It's just like. Yeah. Stop yeah. drafting Colts players. That's not what I don't like about their team. Yeah. What I don't, what I don't like, like obviously Jonathan Taylor was going to be the pick, but they didn't even like grab the handcuff Naheem Hines or his backup Deion Jackson when Hines got hurt. So like your number one overall player needs to have insurance guys and Antonio Gibson in the flex this week, that is nightmarish stuff. So that's what yes. I don't like about big orange bullies. Are you going to do yourself here? Face in your face. Number five. Um, yeah. Amazing comeback story. Zero flaws. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, there it is. I I uh, I have figured out I think most spots on my team right now except for flex. Um, you know, Zach, like I said, you told me about you know you've mentioned that I have you know lottery tickets at you know running back with the handcuffs. It's not helped me too much to this point. I've gotten a couple of weeks uh, out of some guys, but 
Um, you know, it leaves me kind of in this position where I'm just like crossing my fingers for injuries for guys like Leonard Fournette and, you know, Nick Chubb, um, cause I've got Rashad white and cream hunt and guys like that. So what I don't like is just the like hoping and waiting around for some, uh, some injuries to some starting running backs. But, um, yeah, like I said, just a great team. West coast Wombats. <laughs> All right. So Matt and Courtney, uh, not a lot to complain about this roster. If I'm being honest, looking at it top to bottom, but WCW, like, why are you guys still rostering Kyle Phillips, the, the rookie receiver for the Titans? Just, like, let it go. The dude, he can't catch punts. I mean, the guy muffed two punts in two games, let alone he has no value to really add as a, as a receiver. Um, just one game of double-digit points also for the Honey Badger. Like, move on from those guys. All right. All right, Golden Eagle Football Club, welcome to the league, Cam. Um, I just have to ask, like, did you draft Cam Akers in the fourth round because his name is also Cam? That's the only thing I can think of. Uh, and then, you know, starting two tight ends this week and neither of them is named, you know, Kelsey or Andrews, that's that's rough. So I, I don't like the strategy at tight end. You're going to get some monster weeks from TJ Hawkinson. I think he's had some some huge weeks so far, but it's the Detroit Lions we're talking about. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think Cam Akers is the big thing I don't like. Oh, yeah. And that's been tough. I mean, that was just out of nowhere, crazy report. And, you know, Kim, Kim Akers was looking good one week. And then all of a sudden, you get the notification that, you know, he's been uh, basically dismissed from the team, it sounds like. And uh, it, one thing I would say about Kim's team is he's got two tight ends and they're doing really well. I think they both might be top five, seven, something like that, maybe. Mm hmm. Tight ends, one of the thinnest positions this year. Like, oh, easily, for sure. Easily could trade that, bundle that with something and improve your team. Like, people are desperate for tight ends. Um, but hey, uh, I don't know if we've ever seen it where somebody rosters two tight ends like this and obviously that are doing this well. Uh, like I said, you know, the top, whatever. But he, he definitely has some moves to make if he wants to. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a solid strategy for like bye weeks. Like, if you, if you just, if you're so thin at receiver and running back during those weeks, like if you have two top five to 10 ish tight ends, like go for it. But I think what he's really going to hope for is that the Rams end up like trading cam Akers to some team that is like running back needy. Um, right. You know, I don't really, I mean, maybe Christian McCaffrey gets traded away from the Panthers and then the Panthers go get cam Akers or something. I, I don't know what the best outcome would be, but you know, gotta, gotta get him at least out of, out of LA. For reference, Zach Ertz is number three tight end in the league, and TJ Hawkinson wow. is the number six pace. You have number one with uh, Mr. Kelsey that we mentioned earlier. So, so uh, and, anyways, and go look at go look at TJ Hawkinson's weeks. I mean, it's been kind of boomer bust. Like, yeah, like a like a thirty nine point week. Um, yeah. So you're you're gonna get those with the Lions. It's just it's too unpredictable. But right. again, like they've already had a bye week, and he's still the number six tight end. That that just says a lot about the the tight end position this year. Yep. All right, Isaiah forty thirty one. All right, Zach, this one's a doozy. Like, where do we get started with Jordan? Um, it has to be drafting Najee Harris number three overall, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we can start there as long as we end with talking about his roster management. Um, you know, Jordan right now has two kickers, and one of them isn't even a starter. He's got Sam Sloman, who has been kind of like, I think he's maybe kicked in like 10 total games. I think, Jordan, you're safe to Jordan, I want is in your safe to drop Sam Sloman. Nobody's going to yes. pick him up. You can go ahead and drop him. It's all right. Hey, also consider dropping maybe the five bench players on defense. I just, you know, Jordan's team name, of course, we all know Isaiah 4031, which we all know says, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. 
they will walk and not be faint. We've all heard that verse, right, Zach? Yes. Um, but do you know what Isaiah 40, 30, the preceding verse says? <laughs> I don't. I oh, know. It says, no. even, even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. <laughs> I believe Jordan's team at 3-3 three and three has grown tired and weary, and that young man will stumble and fall. Okay. And, you right. know, I think Jordan might be the only guy rostering a defensive tackle. Um for his IDPs there. So that's that's kind of his thing though. It's like you yeah. know how like James is like the tight end whisperer. I think yeah. Jordan is like the defensive tackle whisperer. <laughs> defensive tackle whisperer. All right. Okay. Moving on to the uh tight end whisperers themselves, the Almond brothers. That's right. In week six, James and Blake, they had James Connor and Minka Fitzpatrick in their lineup despite being ruled out on Friday. I, I don't remember what the rules are in this league, but that might be something that like the competition committee might want to investigate. Um <laughs> that has not been uh you know that could have been the explanation for the record low 81.20 points they scored last week. I just, I couldn't believe that. I saw 81 points yeah. heading, into, heading into Monday night. And I was yes. like, Oh, maybe like half their rosters playing, you know, in tonight's Monday night game. No, I just, I don't know. Set your lineup this week guys. Yeah. And when you do make sure it has active players. Um, and then, you know, for the third or fourth consecutive year, you guys, you got to spend some fab dollars. The only team still with a th- with a hundred dollars left, you know, I, I don't know. We I feel like we've we've tried this so many times, Zach, on this podcast to get yes. James and Blake to spend the fab. Like, yes, I don't know if they're saving up for their acorns for like winter time or I don't know. Yeah, it's guys, the Almond Brothers and East yeah. Coast Wombats both at a hundred dollars. Haven't spent. Yeah. Yeah. Use it or lose it, guys. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, your was was that it for Almond? Yeah, that was it for okay. Almond. Yep. Your worst nightmare. All right. So Kevin White. It's really hard to fault Kevin because you know you know. Wasn't able to get the draft in person. Everyone understands that. Uh, the only comment I have here, $11 for Robbie Anderson. <laughs> I mean, I the guy got kicked off the Panthers. Literally, I've never seen this before. He got thrown out of a game. Like You could say that maybe about Antonio Brown a couple of years ago, but I think he took himself out of that game and like ran off the field. Robbie Anderson was straight up thrown off the sideline because he was like trying to start a fight with his receivers coach. And then they got they traded on the next day. Like truly, have never seen that before. Yeah. And then and then the following day, Kevin goes and spends eleven dollars on Robbie Anderson. The same week that DeAndre Hopkins comes back to the Cardinals, and I think Kevin has Hopkins. So just like, yeah, didn't make a lot of sense there. Um, but you know, who knows? Maybe I'll be wrong. Yeah. Uh, East Coast Wombats. All right, so I am fairly certain that Deshaun Watson is on ECW because Ross and Reed inexplicably, you know, they left the draft before their pick in the 18th round. I think that became the point when we were just drafting random players for them. I'd like to believe that, that that's why he's on their team and not that they actually picked them. Uh, well, why are they still rostering Watson along with two other quarterbacks? They have three quarterbacks. It just, it makes no sense. I think Watson's not even eligible to come back until like two or three weeks before the fantasy playoffs anyway. So just, you know, I don't know if it's a bit or what, but you know, you guys could be using that, that bench spot for, for uh, you know something else, and and just roster maybe two quarterbacks, maybe even one, I, or maybe I, yeah. maybe roster Baker Mayfield. You know, I mean, like <laughs> all the talk about him, at least give him a spot on your roster, give him a home. You know, somewhere maybe they'll yeah. turn things around. But uh, yeah, three quarterbacks that is interesting. Well, uh, strong side. All right, what I don't like about you and Matt, you know, it's time. I think it is time that you can start filling up those ice trays with water because oh, I no. think the ice bucket could be coming for you, Suggs. Oh, no. Uh, hey, hold on a minute. <laughs> hold is. on a minute. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. 
it's it, we've talked about this, Matt. It is a brutal quarterback position to be in that, that you know your team is in right now. Um, you know, Tua, I, I you know he had like the strong hand injury a couple weeks ago, where I, I don't know how he's even coming back after that. Uh, and then Russell Wilson, you know, decided to have the worst season ever uh, the year you draft him. It's just unfortunate. Um, and so I don't know. I, I just and I think a lot of your team, your offense is, is wrapped up in Philly and Miami. And so, you know, outside of those two teams, I, I just I don't know. It's it's tough. I, I think um, I'm really hoping the best for you, Suggs. But, you know, might want to give your uh, your boys a heads up on some ice bucket ideas. <laughs> Man, this is tough. Jake picks me to win the league. <laughs> And then Jordan picks me to get the ice bucket. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think and it's said, all Russell Wilson's fault. It all is. It's all Russell yeah. Wilson's fault. It's all Absolutely. Russell Wilson's fault. Yes. I'm not going to blame Tua for getting dropped on his head twice. <laughs> yeah. It is yeah. Russell Wilson's fault. Hey, did you have completely. a stat correction win? Did you have a stat correction win this week? No, no, no. No, no. I think I think Suggs was hoping nope. there wasn't a stat I correction. I pulled it out. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was uh 145.55 yeah. to 144.80. So I didn't know if something. That's right. Switched. Nope. I, I, I pulled it out. I pulled right. yeah. it out. So yeah, don't, I mean, just don't take it personally, Suggs. I think, you know, I don't know what, the, what it is to blame. I don't know if you've watched those super cringy subway commercials with Russell Wilson. Maybe that's where his head's at right now, but yeah, it's not, it's not I've looking seen, too great. I, I don't know how many videos I've seen where he smiles and says, let's ride. And it's like, <laughs> come on, man, just admit that you're kind of crappy right now, but yeah. Yeah, I think every, America's in love with all these like Jeffrey Dahmer docuseries right now and all these like shows about like, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer. And I don't know, I, I wouldn't put it past Russell Wilson. The guy's got that kind of energy. The best thing I heard about Russell Wilson was somebody said that uh, Russell Wilson looks like an actor who's playing quarterback. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, like, he always says the right things. He always does the right things. He smiles the right way. Uh, yep. But it's like it's not real. There's something that's not real. And I don't know if you saw um, Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch. There was a clip that came out today where they basically said they were never able to get in touch with Russell Wilson. They had to go through his people. Oh, that probably wow. says all we need to know. No yeah. way. Wow. Yeah. You're yeah. wearing the captaincy. You're the captain of the team. And yeah. Marshawn Lynch says he wasn't able to get a hold of you. There's probably something wrong. But yeah, for real. Thanks a lot. I'm starting Tua this week. Tua, please. And please, Tua, you trust. Please stay upright. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, stay Matt upright. Matt's a member of Tua Nun. Can Tua wear a red jersey while he plays? <laughs> can, can try. Can they implement that? They're going. Yeah. They're going to eventually, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Uh, H and F. All right. So H H and F. This isn't going to be as lengthy as my uh, diatribe on on Jordan Iwanison, but yeah. Zach. First of all, I mean, congrats on pawning off Allen Robinson. I, I didn't even know that the trade block was like a feature Thank in our you. league. When Thank I saw you. that, I was like. Yeah, uh, it, that that is something. We need everybody to do that. That would, that would help out a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I couldn't believe you guys pulled that off. I mean, maybe you know, maybe Allen Robinson turns it around, but you know, good job on the on that move. I, I, how how soon into the season did you guys regret the you, you think the the pick of Robinson? Just because I think there was so much hype about him, like leading into the season. Yeah, there, I, that was yeah. the thing. There was so much hype, and then just after the first two games, it was like Matt Stafford saw nobody else except for Cooper Cup. You know, so, but there had been reports that, I mean, obviously I was happy that they kept losing because I thought they've got to <laughs> get him involved. Yeah. They've got to change the way that they're playing the game because just throwing to Cooper Cup over and over again is not going to do it. So he's got to eventually start spreading the ball around. So there was always the hope that it would happen. And I love that after we trade him, he has a great game, just like a smack in the face. So never again, Allen Robinson. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to think of like a, a good analogy for you guys getting rid of that guy. I mean, it's like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to, I, I don't know if it's like a high school relationship gone bad. I don't know. You guys moved, you guys moved on. That's all that matters. GM yeah. of the year type move. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It seems just based on like the activity and the moves you guys are making, it would appear that HNF, you guys are a little panicked because I can't remember ever a time when heading into week seven, HNF was two and four in our league. So, uh, you know, you guys have the most points against in CMB right now. So the opposite of risk, you guys are playing everybody at their best instead of their worst. So I'm trying to give you a little bit of optimism. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, but the fewest points for uh, by by 40. Yeah, um, we're terrible. Our team is terrible. <laughs> and I'm just like you guys have I've noticed you spent 39 fab or you have you have only 39 fab dollars left. Yes. You made you've made the most moves in the league, which you know we lost, six lost trades. Uh, Jamal Williams, which was terrible. And then we pick up Mike Boone, who does nothing. Yes. Been terrible. And we have AJ Dillon who's done nothing. So uh it's a zero RB week for us this week. So here, here's here's what I'm thinking of for H and F. Like I, I just, I don't think you guys will ever get the ice bucket because you just you make too many moves. Like you guys are never going to go down without fighting or without swinging. Um, but I, I think that this season is like the 2020 New England Patriots. You know, we're seeing some cracks in the dynasty, and uh, you know, everybody may get a break from seeing H and F in the playoffs. But you know, long, <laughs> long, long season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'd like to offer you AJ Dillon for uh, Brees Hall. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Okay. Right. You want you want his handcuff, maybe like Michael Carter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next Greg next Coe. team here, Greg Co. Uh man, what I don't like about you, Greg, and not you. I shouldn't say you. That, none of this that is personal. personal. That was personal, Greg. No, no, none of this Greg. is personal. That I've what I've said about any of these teams. Greg's blood pressure just went up. He I don't think he's happy about that. All right. All right. So this this next uh, comment is about it's about Greg, but another team in this league is about to take a um a stray bullet, if you will. Okay. Um, so Greg, what I don't like about you, $40 for Jimmy G might be this season's what is Richard doing in fab move of the year. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, two birds with one stone on that one, but it's just, I don't know. I think as it stands, it's, it's a two team race for the ice bucket between Suggs and Greg. Um, just, you know, brutal injuries for, for Greg so far, you know, DeAndre Swift being out. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just, I, I think I, I, it's just tough to see Greg ever getting the ice bucket because I think, you know, like H and F, I think Greg, uh, I, I can't remember a time when Greg didn't even make the playoffs, you know? So I, who, who knows at, at this point, but as it stands right now, I think, I think Greg and Suggs, you guys are, are probably fight for that, that mm. spot. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. like to say this. Uh, I did talk to Greg about Jimmy G and uh, he said, he said uh, he thought that we, H and F we're going to go after Jimmy G because we had Trey Lance on. our Oh team. my gosh. And he really thought we were going to go after him. So he, he knew he had to bid high and that's oh. why he, he bid 40. So that's like, that's like when you're playing pickup basketball and you like miss a layup. Cause you just, you hear the footsteps behind you. They were yeah. just, they were nervous. H and F was coming. Yeah. Um, right. uh, yeah. I just, just, and last, lastly, while we're yeah. talking about Greg, I, so, you know, pace in your face, we've talked about it. Oh, and three start now we're three and three. I just all, all things are trending upward here. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I think point projections are looking good. My next three matchups, it's not a lot. It, it is a lock of the week, but I don't even want to just like keep it at one week. Yeah. This is a this is a three week lock of the week. Wow. So I, I'm okay. predicting a, I'm predicting a six and zero start after starting zero and three. Wow. Um, wow. These these next three matchups for pace in your face. Here we go. Greg Co. East Coast Wombats, and then Donut Stop Believing Rish. I'm calling this my in sync slate 
It's called Bye, Bye, Bye. <laughs> Bring it out. Here first, I like it. Three a three week lock of the week. That's a first. Yeah, it's called Bye Bye Bye. The Insync Slate. Yeah. All right. Well, before we go, Bye Bye Bye. Is there anything that you need from your team, trade wise? Any uh, anything that you're looking for? No, guys. Just you know, Nick Chubb would love for some type of season long injury there. Uh, Leonard Fournette, same thing. I just I have a lot of you know, lottery tickets, as, as Zach has said, some, some handcuffs that I need to get some more playing time. So, you know, maybe the I, people I, that need that handcuff come to you for something. Yeah, sure. You know, I'm, anyone's, you know, eligible. I think the other thing too is, and I'm talking about one team in particular in this league, you know, maybe if I send you a trade offer, you at least reject it or review it. Yeah, come than, on people. Yeah. Rather than waiting for me on Sunday morning to like, yeah. you know, withdraw the trade, but yeah, you know, might, might not see a lot of trade activity from pace in your face this year. Cause I'm, I'm pretty, pretty yeah. satisfied where I'm at. All right. Anything else pace? No, that's it. It was, it was right. great catching up with you guys. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for being our call of the week. We enjoyed the segment and uh, we'll see if you can get that uh, three week lock of the week. Thanks pace. Tighten up. See you Jordan. Zach, that was a great call. That was good. I enjoyed it. The uh, the urinal story from Buffalo, unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Pace or uh, Suggs had to step away at the beginning, and he said he would be back. And I, I like how you chimed in once he he said yeah. that you were going to get the ice bucket. I was wondering if you were going to say anything, if you were even back at that point. So that was yeah, funny. yeah. I was listening on mute, and um, <laughs> I had something I had to do at work, and then he. Picked me for the ice bucket, and I felt like I had to say something. You had to so. say something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. And he even kind of said, like, it'll be Matt versus Greg. But then he was really kind about, well, Greg's never been in the ice bucket spot. And <laughs> and there's no way that Greg will be down there. Well, thanks a lot, Jordan. Like, <laughs> So basically what you're saying is I'm going to take the ice bucket. But, oh, man. Um, do, you, do you feel like you're going to take the ice bucket? <laughs> you know, there have been moments in the last couple of weeks where I've started thinking about what I would do to try to top last year's ice bucket video. So yeah, I would not lie and say that uh, I have supreme confidence. Thank you, Russell Wilson. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I, I do think when the, when everything plays out, I think my team, if, if Tua pans out, yeah, I think we have enough to stay out of the ice bucket. I do not think I'll win the league this year. Um, but I don't hate my team. It's frustrating. It's it is the quarterback quarterback plays frustrating, and yeah, uh, just the fact that Russell Wilson has just been a colossal disaster. Yes. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, whatever. Thanks, Jordan, for being on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a trip around the league. Let's take a trip around the league. Zach. Three yes. things I noticed from last week in our fantasy okay. football league. Uh, first was my matchup. And we alluded to this on the call with Jordan. Yeah. Uh, strong side beats Isaiah 40-31, to 144.8. Um, I had Russell Wilson, Mike Williams, Brandy McManus, and uh, one IDP going into Monday Night Football. Jordan had two IDPs going into Monday Night Football who scored 28.75 points and 14.5 points. 
<clears throat> Singleton, I felt like every single time a play happened, he was making a tackle. He was. <laughs> it was unbelievable watching yeah. it and, and, and reloading the stats as I went. The very last play of, of the overtime period, Mike Williams caught a pass to get into field goal range. Yeah. And if it, that was the pass that took me over the top to oh, win. Oh, man. Let me tell you, Alex Singleton, his tackle numbers since uh, the start of the season, nine, five, three. I guess he was hurt, zero, <laughs> nine. And then the week he plays you, 21 tackles. It 28, was 28.75 points, 21 tackles. It was every, and it wasn't a touchdown and it wasn't crazy interceptions. It was just tackle after tackle after tackle. So it was, it was horrible watching it. Uh, speaking of horrible, primetime football games have been really bad this year. They've been terrible. And this was one of those terrible games, but, yeah. and a lot of them have had Russell Wilson in them. So, yeah. but I digress. Um, Do you know, do you know I heard that we we're a hundred touchdowns behind at this point in the season that we were Oh, I believe it. Yeah, it's it's just been gross. I believe it. Anyway, just, my yeah. matchup was crazy. Second was Kemp's crew pulling out a victory over ECW by three points on the wave of Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler after week three, people were thinking he was a disappointment this year. Yes. Yeah. The last three weeks he's had twenty four, twenty five, and thirty four points. Yes. Um Welcome back, Austin Eckler. Congrats, Kim's crew, for keeping the first place spot. Yes. Um, and third, and we alluded to this with Jordan, was the matchup between the Allman Brothers and the Tecmo Power Runners, with Tecmo winning 157 to 80 points. Wow. Zach, 80 yeah. points. I went back 10 years in the CMB Fantasy Football League. Do you know how many times a team – take a guess. How many times has a team – scored in the double digits in the last 10 years that's less than 100 points guess two six times six okay zach how many times has a team scored 80 points in the last 10 years none zero never yes. the next lowest score was 89 points isaiah 40 31 against greg co week 10 of 2020 Oh, man. Greg Coe scored 122 points and beat Jordan Awanison, who scored 89 in week 10 of 2020. Wow. So, the so this is the all-time record. The, the all-time – well, the last 10 years. I don't know. Have you ever done this on Yahoo where you're clicking through, looking at stats, and then it says, like, you lose access? No. Okay. Well, uh, But well, I don't know if I've dug that deep. So I think I think Yahoo has some kind of algorithm where if you if you because I was clicking through you know every year every score and it got ten years back and I think Yahoo like like kicks you out for for a while. Huh. Um, okay. Like, hey, you're doing too much. Calm down. Yeah. Uh, go go get a life. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yahoo told me to get a life. So <laughs> um, so I got back ten years. Never seen probably pre IDPs. I bet we've got some eighty point weeks back then. Yeah. But. But it was a wild week in fantasy, but nothing compared to the week in sports in general. In the NFL, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose to the Steelers, the Packers lose to the Jets, and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers looked rough. Yeah. Uh, so it was a crazy week in the NFL, but it wasn't just the NFL. Zach, in the same weekend, Alabama loses to the University of Tennessee. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know did if we were going to talk you know, about it. Did you know I that did. happened, Zach? Did I, you know? I did. I did know that that happened. Uh, <laughs> we were actually shooting a wedding 
and everybody was huddled around for the reception. Oh, like, I don't goodness. know why they didn't have it just like, you know, on a projector on the wall or something in there. Cause everybody was huddled at different tables, looking at the game on somebody's phone. And I bet was, that place erupted. It was delayed. And uh, so like one, you know, <laughs> one table would scream over something and then everybody's like, what happened? You know, it was just, it was crazy. But when they kicked that field goal and won, those, they lost their minds. The DJ had Rocky Top queued up. I mean, it was, <laughs> good uh, job. Well done. Well it, it, done was, DJ. it was crazy. So, yeah. yeah we're going to interrupt the cha-cha slide. For Rocky <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, and then in the same day, the Braves and the Dodgers get kicked out of the playoffs. Oh, man. Yep. In the yep. same day. So, so I ask you of the, of, of the craziness of the NFL week of Bama UT and of Braves and Dodgers, which surprised you the most? It's not the NFL. That's third on that list. Yeah. Right? Um, I got it. I, I think it, I mean, the biggest has to be UT beating yeah. Bama. Um, you just, I mean, the, even Vegas kept moving the line a little bit further apart in Bama's favor. So it was really, it was surprising. Um, and that kick barely crossed. Oh my word. <laughs> yeah. It was horrible, but it counts. Yeah. It counts. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely counts. Yeah. So. Uh, and and the Braves and Dodgers getting kicked out on the same day—that's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. That, that nobody, nobody would have expected that. But the Braves, man, they just—they just went. They just Braves went and Dodgers cold. both. They just went cold. Both they teams. went cold. Yeah, it was bigger, bigger loss for the Dodgers with them getting the fifth most wins all time. They had to yeah. win, or it was going to be a failure no matter what. Even if they advance, you know, they got to yeah, win the yeah. whole thing. So, yep. Uh, so crazy week in sports. Speaking of surprises, I feel like the All Pro team is not going to come as any surprise, considering yeah. how terrible this year is. But let's go to the All Pro team. All right, all right. Week six All Pro team. Your top quarterback was Joe Burrow for West Coast Wombats, thirty-eight point fifty points. Your your other uh, wide receivers here are Jamar Chase and Stephon Diggs. Chase had thirty-two point twenty for West Coast Wombats, and Diggs had thirty point eighty points for Donuts. Stop believing. Uh, side note. We were uh, offering, we were talking to West Coast Wombats about trying to trade for Burrow and Chase, and mm. um, they thought about it, and then they decided to keep them, which was uh, just really cute for Burrow and <laughs> Chase to, to smack us, yeah, hit us in the face there with that. That was Good nice. Yep. Uh, Diggs, yeah, 30.80 for Donut Stop Believing. Dion Jackson for Jake, who had 28.10 points. Mm. Did he start him? Or, uh, oh, I have no yeah, idea. at that. Uh, Ramon Stevenson, Ramondre Stevenson for Tecmo, mm-hmm. 25.10. Your top tight end is Gusecki, 24.90 for Jordan Iwanison. Mm. Top flex player is Tyreek Hill, 29.60 for Big Orange Bullies. Top kicker is Will Lutz for New Orleans. He's a free agent, 15.30 points. Your top DST is in New York Jets for Rish, 27 points. Your top IDP, I don't know if you know this, Suggs, it's uh, Alex <laughs> Singleton. For Jordan, I want us at 28.75 points. And we actually have a defensive tackle. Quinn mm. Williams, New York Jets, 21.75 points. Yeah, like a block kick, sacks, yep. all kind of stuff. So that guy went off. Demario Davis is the other IDP. Greg Coach, 18.25. Your top two DBs are Harrison Smith, mm. uh, 17 points. Now with Jordan, we had him that week. And then uh, Ryan Neal, 16.75, who's a free agent. Bring in a grand total, too. The lowest so far, 354 points. Man, just indicative of the league this year. Here's the ones that we've done. 402 week one, 409 week two, 371 week three, and here we are at week six, 354. Just getting worse. Yep, getting worse. Just getting worse. Yep. Um, All right, Zach. 
Um, there's been a lot of movement in the league. I think people are people are really trying to to figure this whole thing out. So let's go to yes. show me the money. Show me the money. All right. Yeah, we had some. Uh... Definitely had some moves this week. We'll just go after uh, what just happened, I guess. Does that sound okay? Yep. Uh, Thornton, the New England wide receiver, went for $30 fab dollars to Golden <laughs> Eagle Football Club. And wow. uh, I'm not seeing any competing bids. You know, I had a I, – I think I'd put 17 on him, and then I backed out. Wow. Okay. Um, what made you decide not to? I wanted to think about the 17 and then I forgot about it. <laughs> so it would have made, it would have made Cam's bid look better, I guess. Right. Right. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So good job, Cam. Cam. Yeah. Um, also we had Kenyon Drake go for mm. 26 to uh, your worst nightmare. And we did have some fab bids on that. Let me see here. Pull that up. Kim's crew put in an $8 bid and Greco put in five. So there was some competition, but Kevin uh, overbid there big time to get Kenyon Drake on his team. But he does have the Baltimore running back, so I understand that. Uh, Robbie Anderson went for 11, which we we talked about with Pace. Uh, There were no competing bids for that. Daniel Bellinger, the tight end for the New York Giants, went for 10 to Greg Coe. Uh, Your worst nightmare, Kevin, bid $7. So that was close for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, The New York Jets defense went for 8 to Rish. So um, there were no competing bids. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. No, no, there were. Kemp's crew put in four. Yeah. So, uh, Rich got that. Competing bids on that one. And then we had Brandon Jones, safety for Miami. Went for seven to Isaiah, 40-31. There were no competing bids. We put in – well, I, we did put in a $0 bid for that guy. And then <laughs> Justin Fields, $6, went to Kemp's crew. And um, no competing bids. Just kidding. Big Orange Bullies, three. Put in uh, $3 for that. Uh, then we had Jason Myers, the kicker for Seattle, went for five. Uh, Pace put in zero. And I think that's it. Yeah. Hey, that's so that's a pretty yeah. big week. Yeah, there's a lot of movement. Definitely a lot of movement. A lot of movement <clears throat> after that. So uh, Not from the Almond people. Brothers. Nothing from the Almond Brothers. Still, and East Coast Wombats still sitting at $100. They're saving their money. We're going to – it's going to be one of those where we keep talking about it with the Allman Brothers, and then they're one week they're just going to spend 90 to tell us to shut up. Exactly, yeah. Yep. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, not just fab, but there's been a flurry of trades happening. Zach, I tried to look at this yeah. to see how many trade partners you guys have had this year. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, Kim's crew traded Odell Beckham Jr. today. <laughs> what? He oh, no, pick them up. Sorry, 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 sorry. I was sorry. like, <laughs> whoa, what? hey, breaking news. Uh, no, I was looking at the uh, transaction water. pickups. <laughs> Man, that would be impressive. Yeah, Kim's I was crew. like, are you kidding me? Pick up Odo Beckham Jr. and immediately trade him. Um, like some news break we didn't know about. So you have you have made a trade with Isaiah 4031, with the Big Orange Bullies, with the Almond Brothers, with Kemp's crew, Mm-hmm. With your worst nightmare, that's all. That's your. That's all the trade partners. But yeah, I mean, you're running through the league this year, man. Yeah, we're averaging um, about one trade per week. Um, our team is terrible, and we are trying to do what we can to not get the ice bucket. So and uh, and and I'll be honest with you, like this, this kind of a, in classic H and F style, where you you pull off these like one to two and one to three yeah. player trades. 
Um, when you look at these trades and you see Keenan Allen for the three guys you traded for Keenan Allen and you see Kyle Pitts for the guys you traded for Kyle Pitts, on paper, this looks like one of those like, you know, dad gum, H&F did it again. Here they right. go. And some people may think that looking at it. Yeah. But you're taking it, you're, you're, you're buying low on some players. Keenan Allen, who's battling a hammy injury, hasn't played in five weeks. Who, Kyle who Pitts, battles a hammy injury every he, single week right, of his life. Right. And Kyle Pitts, who has not had any more than 10 points in a week this year. Yeah. Um, you know, who Kyle Pitts, who came with a lot of promise, hasn't really done that much. Gerald Everett's done as well as Kyle Pitts. So yeah. you're taking a shot on some players, hoping this pans out. And if it pans out, it's going to be really good. Right. But but there's also a likelihood that it it just may not. There's oh, there's yeah. no there's no telling. So yeah, for sure. um, I mean, you go all the way back to the first trade you made where you got Justin Herbert. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. And if DeAndre Hopkins goes off, then Kevin comes out pretty good on that trade, you know? Yeah. So, so I think it's, it's one of those interesting things where in, on any other year you swing a Keenan Allen trade, it seems like it's a big deal, but this time there's no telling what a guy with a hamstring injury is going to do. So I I think you're taking big swings, uh, which I feel like that's kind of your, yours and Brian's thing. Like the league's not going to be fun if you're not trying to make trades. I've, I remember years where it felt like the entire league stonewalled you, like like in protest of trades, and you, you guys were like, "Man, this is no fun. Let's make some trades." Yeah. So, uh, so congratulations, you're making them this year. So, uh, is this more you or more Brian, or is it more people offering you stuff? No, it's it's a it's a combination of us. Okay. I mean, you know, Brian has something. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like how Justin Herbert put. <laughs> he's been horrible. Um, since we acquired him and his yeah. latest headline is Herbert channels, Alex Smith with 4.2 yards per uh, attempt. <laughs> it was bad. Monday night football was bad. Awful. And I feel like everybody thought it was going to be the Justin Herbert coming, you know, like coming out party. It was going to be a big deal. And he's had those games, right? MVP candidate, blah, 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 blah. It was, it wasn't, it was terrible. Yeah. So, and, um, yeah. 10.80. Zach, we're going to get to picks of the week in a minute, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. But uh, I came across a TikTok video the other day, um, and I sent it to you about a rule change. Let me play this clip, and then we're going to talk about it for a minute. All right. If you play in a competitive fantasy football league, you need to make this rule change for next season. And make sure you save this video and send it to your commish if you like the rule. You need to change your quarterback spot from an individual quarterback to Team QB. What is Team QB? It's where you get all the points scored by a team's quarterbacks instead of just one individual quarterback. The two key benefits of this rule is that if a quarterback gets hurt mid-game, it doesn't kill your week. You get the points scored by their backup. The second benefit is you don't need to hold anyone's backup on your bench because you have that team's quarterbacks. If you learned something new and you like the tip, make sure you follow for more tips like this. If you play in a competitive... All right. All right. Yeah. Um... Zach, this is near and dear to my heart this year. Yes. <laughs> um, I've really um, – my, my team has definitely been bit by the struggle of, of the injury. Yeah. Uh, especially with Tua. Um, I looked up – Yahoo does not have this option. Uh, but ESPN Fantasy Football does, which yeah. I'm not advocating us make a move to ESPN Fantasy right. Football. Uh, but just what are your thoughts on that? specifically the quarterback position, because I feel like that's a make or break position, right? Sure. Yeah. I I do think that this is the future of, uh, 
of fantasy in some way or another. And I, we've talked about it before with substitutions, but there, with there being more emphasis on uh, um, concussions and, you know, they even modified the rule based off of Tua and uh, what we saw, you know, from that game. I just think that this will happen. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Yahoo implement something like this next season. Um, but it gets tricky as you move on. You know, you can't really do this for other positions. No. You could really no. just do this for the quarterback position. A, a team. Right. And the right. only guy that puts a kink in something like this would be uh, Taysom Hill this year with the, the tight end eligibility. Oh, um, that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that makes it a little bit tricky. But I think that's something that you could work around or figure out. But I do think this would be good um, to implement. I would be in favor of this if Yahoo were to bring it to uh, uh, to Yahoo Fantasy Football. Um, and I would say that something else I heard of that was interesting that kind of has to do with the substitution deal. Um, there are some people playing in different parts of the country, you know, fantasy football, and then these games go to London. And um, so people may not be up to, you know, at the start of the game. Yeah. So yeah. they don't know if their players actually going to be playing, if they're questionable or, or whatnot. So in their league, they write for each position. They say uh, it's kind of like a substitution form. Like if this player gets hurt or this player is uh, in this situation, it was if the player does not play, yeah. Yeah. Um, then this is my backup for that position. Yeah. And they would yeah. post it. You had to post it before the game started, mm. any of the games. And then the commission has to make the changes. And then you would make the change. And so I think that, that could be a way that we could do something like substitutions moving forward. Cause I mean, let's be real. Like if you're playing and, and your guy gets hurt, you don't even care anymore. That's not fun, but it would be fun yeah. if you had somebody you're like, Hey, well, at least I, you know, posted that I want this guy to be my hmm. son. So, so, so what you're saying is like in our Facebook group, yeah. Um, prior to game time. So let, yeah. let's say it was a deadline of like Saturday night. You had to do it by Saturday night. Yeah. You would say, um quarterback running back wide receiver tight end yep yeah so you basically list like these are my guys yeah and we i think we we kind of bantered around about this before yeah if if my starter gets hurt before halftime yes then I, this would be my sub yeah exactly and what i acknowledge is that i lose all the points that that starter had yes and my sub comes in and i and i start start from scratch or or I, I then then by default I receive the points that that sub has no matter what they have who they're playing with whatever so you do have the ability to have a backup from another team um, right so for me it would be Russell Wilson two is playing Russell's my backup two yeah. gets hurt I posted on Saturday night Russell's my backup you would go in and manually change my lineup to Russell Wilson right and I would receive his points right I would say that there would have to be uh, obviously there'll be some variables and you know exceptions where for instance the other week that uh uh Josh Allen went off in the first half. I think he had three touchdowns. I don't I can't remember. It was last <clears throat> week or something yeah. like that for Jake. And yeah. let's just say like Josh Allen gets hurt in the second half. But he has uh, three touchdowns and he has three yards. touchdowns. I yeah. think that you would have the right as the owner yeah to decline the substitution yes. so, and that would be right. that simple it would be that simple um that jake and, could just post and say hey i know josh allen got hurt but yeah. i keep his points i do not want the sub but yeah. you would be responsible to say that you know i guess yeah. by monday or you know whatever i don't know but yeah. uh i do think that that would be a i thought that was interesting when i heard it 
And I thought that that could be something to think about moving forward that would help out um, with the injuries and all the concussions and stuff. Uh, but what if, like what if you say, what if you said you have to text the commissioner before the end of that player's game, whether you're going to take the sub or not? And I, so I use this as an example. Jo- Josh Allen goes off. My backup's playing Monday Night Football. Am I going to wait all the way till the end of Monday Night Football to make sure my backup gets enough points to subsidize what I lost with Josh Allen? I think that's some conversations. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it's not just that simple. And I know some people are going to be like, oh, this is too confusing. But I mean, I I do think that there's something here that you can figure out once you laid out the rules. And and what's, and like, I understand that it's too confusing argument, but but the thing is, it's not that confusing because it's not going to happen that often. Right. You're probably talking two to three times a year, unless your team's just chronically unlucky. Yeah. Uh, which that happens sometimes, but mm-hmm. maybe two to three times a year, and that's it. Yep. Yeah, so, I, I agree. I think that uh, I, I think it's just kind of like buying insurance. If you don't want to post, you don't have to post. You don't have to post that you want a substitution. But if you want to, then be sure that you post before kickoff. So, um, hey, I would love, I would love to. We may put a poll on the Facebook group. I would love to hear feedback. Right. Yeah. I think, think about. I just thought it was interesting. I had not heard of that, and I yeah. thought it was uh, at least a starting point for the discussion. So yeah. yeah, I do think, I do think that we try to be innovative with this league and do cool stuff. I think we need to figure out subs. Yeah, sounds good to me. I was playing Jordan Pace when Tua went out, and I texted him and I and just said, um, "I'll take uh, Russell Wilson now, please." Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. all right, uh, Zach, let's go to our, um, uh, picks of the week. Picks of the week. Hey, real quick, before we do the picks of the week, I just want to say that Jake is in first place in league pick him. He has 27 points followed closely by a, a group of 25 and 24, 23. Um, but Jake is the leader right now. Cam last week had a seven and a week. Yes, so, uh, he he came to my office just to let me know that. Congrats yeah, to a, Cam on that. Yeah, um, vaulted him all the way up into second place, so he is only two points behind Jake. So uh, yeah, there's still plenty of time. Be sure to get those picks in. It looks like right now we've already had a lot of people putting in their picks. Yeah, um, before we go over this. So, uh, but anyways, be sure to get the league pick them picks in. Yeah. All right. all right, Zach. Let's blast through these things. Uh, first is strong side. Uh, Blah, 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 12th place, going for the ice bucket. Two and four versus Tecmo Power Runners, who was in second place at five and one. Zach, I'm catching Tecmo Power Runners at the perfect time. Cooper Cup's on a bye week. Ooh. The best possible week for me to catch them. It's ride or die with Tua, and I always pick myself, so I'm going with strong side. <laughs> wow. Um, you know, I, I do like your team, too. And you know what, Suggs? We're down at the bottom. We're down there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh Let's let's go ahead and huddle up here. I'm going for you on this strong side. Of yeah, the- thanks, I think you're man. gonna do it. Yeah, there you go. Appreciate that. Pat on the back for you. Yeah. All right. Let's see what happens next. Uh, H&F Industries at two and four, thirteenth oh, place versus Cam at Golden Eagle Football Club, seventh place, three yeah. and three. Uh, Zach, you're picking up players who are premier names. <laughs> um, they're just not producing yet. Kyle Pitts, Keenan Allen. Um, catching you later in the season may be a problem, but right. uh, I appreciate the camaraderie. Um, I think Cam's going to take you this week. I do too. I think Cam's going to win. I did like his strategy. He had Miami's defense on the bench earlier, and it gave us a 50-50 shot. 
but unfortunately, Cam has uh, decided to put, play Miami, and uh, he's now a 59 to 41 favorite. So I'm definitely going with Cam this week. Big Orange Bullies at four and two in fourth place versus ECW at two and four in eleventh place. I'm going to assume Aaron Rodgers plays this week. Saquon Barkley has been great. Um, what a catch on Saquon. ECW is catching Big Orange Bully Bullies on a Jalen Hurts bye week. Yes. So I think ECW pulls it out. Yep, I agree. I think uh, it's going to be tough sledding here for Chase and Carver, and uh, I just think the East Coast is catching them at the right time. So East Coast. Up next is Greg Coe at one and five in in the ice bucket position currently versus Pacing Your Pace, who uh, has now claimed um, what did he call it? the in sync, the bye bye slate, bye, yeah. the bye 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 three week um, lock of the week. Yeah, <laughs> Zach, it all revolves around Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's coming back. What's he going to do? But he would have to do something crazy for Greg Coe to beat Pace, and I don't think he will. I think Pace is still going to win. Is uh, Swift actually going to play this week? He's questionable right now. Mm. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you got to give it to Pace on this one. I think Greg would give it to Pace on this one <laughs> <laughs> as well. Um, yeah. I, and, and the thing that was so bad for Greg was um, what, who was it? Conklin? Is that who it was, the tight end that was doing so well for the Jets? Maybe. I can't remember his name. And uh, we were trying to get a, a tight end from, from Greg. Uh, we had talked to him. And he said, well, I got to hold on to him because, uh, oh, we're, we were asking about Schultz. Mm, and he yeah. said, uh, well, here's the thing. I got to hold on to him because um, I don't know how Conklin's going to do when Zach Wilson comes back. And that mm. was really smart on Greg's part because um, Zach Wilson didn't do that great. <laughs> he didn't throw, yeah. you know, I mean, the same yeah, yeah. for uh, the yeah. Wilson, Garrett Wilson wide receiver for Tecmo. I mean, he's just yeah. he's disappeared. So. But uh, anyways, yeah. quarterbacks have their favorites. They do, sure. man. So anyways, yeah, pacing, pacing your face on this one. Up next is Isaiah 40-31 at 3-3 three and three in eighth place versus West Coast Wombats also at 3-3 three and three in sixth place. Uh, West Coast Wombats had a massive week last week. Zach, if you look at the matchup right now, I don't know if you have it pulled up, uh, but there's a lot of bye weeks happening on both teams. Yeah. Jordan has already made his uh, changes. And West Coast Wombats have not, and West yeah. Coast Wombats is still, um, still predicted to win by twelve points before they even make their bye week changes. That may say all um, you need to say. I think Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase kind of found something last week. Nick Chubb's having a great year this year. Uh, yeah. Greg Kittle had a big week last week. I think he, uh, West Coast Wombats are getting hot. And uh, I think they're gonna they're gonna roll over Jordan this week. Yeah, we got the uh, we got to experience the West Coast Wombats probably their best game of the season last year or last week, which was fantastic. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I would like to say you can go ahead and and uh, bookmark this. I think that West Coast Wombats are going to win the league this year. Hey, how about that? I think they're going to win. They oh. if, if Burrow and Chase can click. If they can keep up what they had last week, with them getting um, the the running back for Seattle Walker, yeah. for them having him, and then Kittle starting to play well, and Jacobs has surprised everybody, and they also yeah. have Olave, um, I think they're going to be tough to beat. 
I think they're going to yeah. be really, really tough to beat. Um, so West. So Coast you're Wombats. saying they're going to win this week? Uh, yeah, and that's my lock of the week: West Coast Wombats. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold said so. Up next is the Almond Brothers uh, limping into ninth place at three and three versus Your Worst Nightmare in tenth place at two and four. This is Ryan Tannehill versus Jared Goff. Um, <clears throat> not exactly premier quarterbacks here. Um, man, um, this one's kind of tough for me to pick this week. Um, I don't really anticipate either team just having monster weeks. Mark Andrews has been – he is like the only target at Baltimore right now. Right. And he is catching everything. He is, man. Um, uh, Derrick Henry had a great week. Um, you've got Taysom Hill predicted to get 4.67 fantasy points. Who knows what that guy's going to do? Yeah. Um, but I think it's the who knows that's the problem. You've got, you know, James Conner sitting here, um, Lockett. I don't know. I'm going to go with your worst nightmare, and I don't really know why, but that's what I'm going with. (laughs) I think I'm going to go with the Almond Brothers on this one, uh, even though Yahoo is heavily favoring Kevin on this one. I think that Almond Brothers can give them a run for uh, their money on this. They uh, they got some of the – I mean, obviously, they got some of the people back they needed from the bye week. Um, but I will say DeAndre Hopkins has the highest odds to score a touchdown in the game mm. tonight. I thought that was interesting that uh, DeAndre Hopkins is the odds-on favorite to score. So yeah. uh, I don't know. That'll be something to watch for. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't just because it's a primetime game. You know, I yeah. mean, it just seems like nobody's going to score in these games. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's but, a Thursday uh, night game. They've, <laughs> they've been the worst games in the history of football. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. But, um, and they got James Conner going. Oh, I didn't realize they had James Conner going tonight. And that could, could not be good. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I'm, I'm going to uh, throw some almonds at the Almond Brothers there for the, I think they're going to get it. There you go. Up next is our matchup of the week. It's finally time. Tuck your shirts in. Stop your yelling. Because it's now time for the What's Crack a Matchup of the Week. Zach, this is a 27-second intro. I like it. It's just so good. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, there's times where I think maybe I should shorten this thing, but I don't know. Uh, I think it's it's exciting. Donut Stop Believing, who Jordan was not kind about in the call of the week, at 4-2 and two in third place with wide receivers galore versus Kemp's crew, who are in five, at 5-1 five and one in first place, eking out a victory last week. Um, Zach, this is the matchup of the week because it's first place and third place. Um, it's not going to be super exciting, uh, but it is the week to catch Jake because he is starting Justin Fields this week. Yes. Um, but Tom Brady's not a New lock. England, by yeah. the way. Yeah. And, but Tom Brady's not a lock at all. Um, so just like Jordan said, Richard's running backs are just bad. Um, and I, I mean, I think. I'm going to pick Kim's crew just because I think um, I think he's got some weapons that just not at the quarterback position this week, but he's got a lot of weapons. And unless Tom Brady does something great, I, I just don't see don't, I don't see Richard winning. So I'm going to pick Kim's crew this week. Uh, here's my question is, is Jonathan Taylor playing this week? 
Same thing with DeAndre Swift, right? Right. Yeah. They're, they're it says uh, Jonathan Taylor chooses to sit. Okay. Uh, I read that. It's not like he's going to play. They're, they're both expected. Him and Hines are both expected to play. Ah. Okay. Well, we're starting Mike Boone, and uh, looks like Jake is going to start Deion Jackson. So yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, hold our hand, and we'll pull you down the rankings here. Uh, I do think that. Rish is is going to win this. He's catching Jake at the right time. I I kind of like Justin Fields. As weird as that sounds, like I think that's a decent <clears throat> pickup. Um, I think that he has potential. They just need to, I don't know, uh, stop making him pass the ball so much. But he is going up against in New England in New England on prime time. So uh, he'll probably do nothing. You know, the way yeah. all the prime time games have gone, but. Um, I watched. I think I watched the entire Bears game last week and. Um, and the announcers kept saying it over and over, but it's like they're trying to turn Justin Fields into a pocket passer. Yeah. And, uh, it's awkward. It's Why weird. Why do they do that? Yeah, I mean, like, I clearly the guy can't do that. Like, get him out yeah. in space. But uh, he does have the stack there with Booney. So, I mean, I will say we experienced it firsthand last week with uh, the Burrow Chase stack. Stacks are no fun to go against. Um, so, I do think that, uh, you know, if, if Fields could, you know, get, score some points, that would really change – the uh, projection for Jake's team. Um, so, I, I, I mean, you got to give it to Rich, though. I think he's just catching them at the right time. Yep. There you have it. There's the picks of the week this week. Um, hopefully an exciting week in the CMB League. And hopefully I am not one step closer to the ice bucket. Yeah. This week. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, Greg, keep losing, friend. Yes. That's all I have to say. And, hey, I got, I got a tweet of the week real quick before we go. All right, here we go. Tweet of the week. I think last time we, uh, my tweet of the week had to do with uh, Austin Eckler, and he only had like 80 rushing yards mm-hmm. for three games, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So I want to have a positive note here for Mr. Eckler. And uh, Austin Eckler is on pace to catch 116.2 passes this season, and the all time wow. record. The all time record was set in 2019 by Christian McCaffrey at 116. I don't know where they come up with one sixteen point two. I don't know. I don't know if that's a joke or not. But uh, anyways, that just tells you the pace that Eckler is on. He's absolutely turned it on um, yep. for Jake after those first three weeks. So there's a little positive spin for Mr. Eckler there for the uh, tweet of the week. Well, that explains why Mike Williams didn't catch a pass until the end of overtime for me last week. So, oh man, Zach, uh, it's been a good episode. Thank you, Jordan Pace, for joining us, and uh, looking forward to next week. Yeah, have a good one. Hope we can get a win. See ya.